This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL, when you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. It is hour two of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Maybe it's your favorite daytime. Maybe it's your favorite sports entertainment talk show, period. Forget about the daytime. The best damn sports show rolls into hour two live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. It's our last week here. Oh, we'll be back. But we don't necessarily know when. But we are here on the gateway to the foothills, and it's been an amazing time today and over the past 16 weeks. As we bring in the moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Yes, great hair. We have had some interesting audience participation. We have at times moose had live uh, participation from people. Roger Anderson writes in on YouTube and said, Rod, who's the hot chick with the ugly shirt sitting there with you? And I was sitting there going... Where are you, Roger? Where's the camera? <laughs> it's the is, is that Roger? Stand up and wave and give jumping jacks. Where's Roger? That's the lovely and talented <laughs> Serena that the viewers will be meeting probably later on this week on the show. So yeah, you never know. Um, did you spend some time, Darren, thinking about the greatest Hall of Fame induction speech? Because for those that just tuned in, they probably didn't hear. It's a theme that just popped up on the show. What's the best Hall of Fame induction speech you ever heard? And Nelson, our VP of SEM events, said that baseball had been very, very good to me. And I said, I thought that he said it was Chico Esquel. And I'm like, I thought it was Sammy Sosa. And Nelson says, it was Sammy Sosa. But it was a Saturday Night Live sketch by Chico somebody somebody. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I've never watched Saturday Night Live. I, and all those references go completely over my head. And don't judge me because a lot of people don't watch Star Wars and the things that I like. I don't like SNL. So I missed it. 
Do you have a best Hall of Fame induction speech? I like, remember Ray Lewis's? I started thinking about this. Ray Lewis had a really good one. You know, I don't remember all the specifics from it, but, you know, he's always a motivational, inspirational guy. I thought Ray Lewis's was pretty good in football. Most of mine go back to pro football. I don't know if it's because of the bigger, they, they put it on a bigger stage or what, but I remember Ray Lewis standing at that podium and you, you go back and you think about his career. Um, I know his is looked at as, as one of the, the all-timers. Um, I like to get, I mentioned Deion Sanders, his speech, but the, the football ones always seem to stand out to me for some reason. Well, maybe they're the best. Um, Carlos Ruiz watching on YouTube writes in and he says, my favorite Hall of Fame speech, Gail Sayers, Pro Football Hall of Fame, 1977. Uh, Randy from Winnipeg says, not sure about best Hall of Fame speech, but the 2018 David Akers NFL draft Philly pick was a classic. Yeah, he was drafted and the place went nuts. That's not a Hall of Fame speech. Can we keep it on point here? How's the listening retention going? <laughs> what is your favorite Hall of Fame induction speech? That's, you wonder how we get off the road and into the ditch. That's how. So uh, Jason in Red Deer says, so after this week, are you going back to Kachuk land? Stay tuned, Jason and Red Deer. Again, how's the retention skills? We were going to be in Edmonton for two weeks for the World Juniors after this. Broadcasting live from Roger's Place. Um, I've been doing a lot of talking, Moose, so did anything come up? Have you thought about anything more, given all of our points that I brought up? Brooke Henderson, NFL Plus, CFL Week 7, the Kachuk trade. If we can accurately and aptly call it the Kachuk trade, and I think we can. <clears throat> What's burning a hole in your mind these days? Well, I'm excited to get the Florida perspective of this trade uh, tomorrow on the show, which will be good. Um, I think Bill Lindsay's planning on joining the show tomorrow from Florida, so we'll get the Florida side of it, which is which is exciting. I think it's a trade that you know. The more I think about it, the more I think it's a trade that might be able to work for both sides. And you know, we always need to have a winner and a loser, but this might be something that works for both teams. We'll see. Um, the NFL plus thing, I spent some time doing some research on the NFL plus, and that's going to be an interesting little, uh, concept because they're not going to play full games on it, but you'll get to watch some preseason games. You'll get to watch some in market local games throughout the U S um, in Canada, our provider for all the games is still going to be DAZN, Um, but you're going to get some extra content. And I think it's pretty cheap. It's like five or six bucks a month for NFL plus right now. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but I hear this a lot about it's only five or six bucks or it's only 17 bucks. Somebody said, if you add up all these streaming companies and bundle them together, why don't we do that and just call it cable? (laughs) You know, like, honestly, you do need to pick and choose which streaming services you're going to pay for. Um, from my guy, Ricky, Ricky Regina. He's watching on Game Plus TV right now, clearly at Aspen Link's uh, clubhouse. Hey, brother, I don't have your text line number. Sorry, this is on the personal phone. He said, why (laughs) is everyone so excited about Huberdeau? Great player, but an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Kachuk was on the books for two years, wasn't he? Okay, Ricky, I'm going to obviously answer it over the television. Uh, uh, Believe me, I've, I've asked the same thing. Number one, Huberto just said today that he's open to signing a long-term extension in Calgary, and thank you to Serena for pointing that out. She 
pointed that out. Hubie's going to stay here. So, Ricky obviously didn't follow. He obviously didn't follow my Twitter or read my column on the weekend. There's a whole lot more going on here, Darren, that I don't think too many people understand. And I think the only guys that probably do are Bill Zito, the Panthers general manager, and Brad Treliving, the Flames general manager. You know what I mean? Because I sit there and look at Huberto and all his photos on his Instagram from South Florida. It's the greatest place in the world to me, but maybe not to everybody. And maybe he wants a change. Like, he's been through all the crap in Florida. Believe me, all of it. I just showed up there when the team was the best team in the NHL and winning the President's Trophy. But maybe he was ready for a change. So Ricky's asking, why is everybody excited about him? 100-point guy, all-star team last year. Longest-serving Panther. He's a very good player. And he's going to be willing, it sounds like, to stay in Calgary long-term. Maybe he doesn't think the Panthers are going to ever win. How about that? So he's ready for it. There is that chance. And these guys would never tell you that in the media. We watched the Instagram Live with Matthew Kachuk last night and our buddy Ryan Leslie. I don't know if you saw that or not. And Kachuk was a whole lot of lip service. And it's tough to not like the guy. It seems like he's a really nice kid. I've never met him. But it looked like his heart was never in here. So if you want to know... What's a win? Kachuk didn't want to be here, so frankly, unloading him for a bag of spoons would be a win if you don't want to be here. And Hubie does. I think they're pretty excited that Jonathan Huberto wants to be a Calgary Flame. The last two big-name guys didn't. That's a win right there. Big win, you know, to get him and get him locked up. And that's what they, you know, I saw that earlier today that Huberto was open to staying here long-term. Mackenzie Wigger says open to being in Calgary for a long time, and that's what you want if you're a Flames fan. And if you're in that organization, players that are open to staying with your organization for a while and helping you grow and, and win championships together. I think that's important. And then, you know, you see a guy like Huberto, who was a hundred point guy. He's, you know, set the record for assists, uh, you know, put up the 91 assists or whatever it was. And he wants to be there long-term. Well, if he wants to be there, maybe I want to be there. And maybe the next guy wants to be there. Maybe you build a culture around people wanting to be in Calgary, and this group could could uh, could turn this around. Not turn it around, but continue on their path towards getting better and getting closer to a, to a cup. Having a lot of fun with our viewers today. Gino from Okotoks regarding what's the best Hall of Fame induction speech you ever saw. He writes in and he says, man, the NBA has had a couple of gems. Love Michael Jordan's, Shaq, and Dennis Rodman's. Very emotional. BW in Edmonton says, any chance Joe re-signs in Florida? Joe who? Joe Mama? I assume Thornton. He didn't even play last year. I know. Did you just say Thornton too, Clark? So did Serena. Joe Thornton. You're going to have to shoot him before he stops playing. <laughs> so he didn't play much in the playoffs. He did the exact same thing for the Panthers that he did for the Leaves. Nothing. So I'd be a little surprised. Uh, they're all laughing. You like, you like that? <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> you said the same thing I did. Live audience, Moose. Our last yeah. week here, and this is when everybody shows that? up. How about that? <laughs> um, 
Jeff, the Stamps fan, says no seasonal changes in Florida is a big negative to me. Different strokes for different folks. We we did this poll question like two years ago or a year and a half ago. You want sunshine all year round or the four seasons, right? And I think it was like, which I don't I I don't remember what the results were. My guess, fifty fifty. It's eleven eleven Mountain, by the way. Pay attention to what you're thinking about. Cheers. And I clearly what we're talking about. I remember saying to my mom. When I was spending all that time in Arizona, I'm like, Mom, I may not come back. She, of course, was the farm girl from Milestone, Saskatchewan, the geographical center of the universe. And she says, I need the four seasons. I like the snowflakes and the leaves falling. I said, you can have them. If I never see another snowflake for the rest of my life, I'm good. Working on it. Um, Randy from Winnipeg says, Joe needs a shave and then to retire. LOL. Well, he's gotten to the right place, South Florida. By the way, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Capital with dealerships all across the prairies is, who will finish with more points in the regular season next year? The Calgary Flames or the Florida Panthers? And I'd have to sit here and think about it. And it's, Who's leading, by the way, Clark? Because the last I saw, 74% on Twitter saying Florida. Florida will have more points next year. Now it's 56% Florida. So the majority, uh, from a Flames fan, of course you're going to say Calgary. Um, <laughs> no non-biased voting, please. The Vancouver fans are awake. V-Dubs watching in Vancouver says, let's trade JT, Pil- uh, JT Miller to Calgary for Huberto. The Flames aren't getting rid of Huberto. And, and by the way, what's taking the Canucks so long to get rid of JT Miller? They, they're missing their entire window on all of this. If I was Canucks fans, I would be a little upset. Wiki, wiki. Moves being made across the NHL, not the Canucks. As Mark Stevens said here last week, the NHL epicenter universe is Calgary right now. And I said, I don't know what it is. Like the puck follows Sydney. The heat seems to follow me. And I love it. Regarding Hall of Fame speech, uh, speeches, Jack in Alberta says, Brett Hart's Hall of Fame speech was outstanding. Brett touched on Owen's death and career and about punching Vince McMahon in the nose. And a lot of fun stories. Fun fact, Kelly Rempel was in the room when that happened. The Silver Fox. We got to get him on one of these days. Uh, from Don, our Navy friend writes in on the 902 text line and says the Sunday evening CFL tilt was a winner. Not so much on the field, but a winner according to my social media feed. I'm seeing data that Thursday night has been on a downward trend, and maybe TSN and CFL would think about moving those games to Sunday until the NFL starts. So what do we? It was a hit. What for ratings? There was nothing else on. And they could have won on Saturday night, too, because there was nothing else on other than the CBC Saturday night movie, which was what? Anne of Green Gables? <laughs> um, a ratings winner. Was it a... Okay. Full disclosure, trying to be a, po- a positive guy. I watched the game last night, and I'm thinking, this is really slow. 
A lot of delays, a lot of injuries. It's not anybody's fault. But that was not a fast-moving CFL, zing, zing, zing type game that you'd want if the whole country was watching. I don't think so. I think, you know, it was it was it was a little bit slow. Um, at least the the result was in doubt. There was some explosive plays. If you managed to get through that first half towards the end where there was the the missed field goal return, that was explosive. You know, I look at the game, wasn't a great game, but it was a great two minute highlight reel. You know, they pulled enough plays out for the highlights on Sports Center to make it look really good. Um but yeah, I mean, maybe Sundays do work. We've seen that in the past, that Sundays up against the NFL isn't the worst thing for the Canadian Football League. They still tend to draw pretty good. We've chosen our winners for the World Juniors tickets. We actually drew them on Friday. They were contacted today. We're doing it every week, and you can do it right now. Text World Juniors in all caps to 902-518-3033. Write that number down and put it on your coffee table. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your nightstand, wherever you watch our show from, particularly if you're watching on television, Game Plus TV, because that's the number to get a hold of us best. And it was Bruno from Hinton, Alberta, and Richard from North Battleford, Sask, the home of Brett Wilson and Ruben Mays, and Robin Silvernagel. And Bruno's picked his games. These are the games of their choice. Bruno has picked Canada versus Finland. How about August that? 15th. How about that? Canada, Finland at the World Juniors. That's the game that he wants to go to. Did you want to talk? Maybe we'll, we'll do it after this break. Do you want to talk on the air about that luxury suite giveaway we're doing? Is that something we can say? Yeah. All right. Oh, you want to do it after we're doing a luxury suite, luxury suite giveaway for a World Juniors game for you and nine of your friends. So we got a lot to get to when we return. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast. This is the CFL's number one podcast. We've looked at the numbers. You can find us on Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Monday morning in Cowtown. It's the RP Show, and we're on Game Plus Television. And I don't know what it is, man. For a Monday, people are in a pretty darn good mood, at least the people in my world, as we bring in uh, the moose from the sweatpants capital. A lot of folks stopping by, a lot of folks chiming in with the Kachuk trade uh, thoughts and smiling. They're all pretty happy about that, which reminds me, by the way, Ricky Regina is watching the show on Game Plus TV and has written me back regarding the Huberto contract situation. And he says, the long-term side is awesome. Just didn't want another go, Johnny, go, go. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) And I think I'm a rarity. Everybody knows that. But I follow a lot of fans back on Twitter. Ryder fans, Flames fans, Panthers fans, whatever fans, CFL fans. So I just want to know what they're saying out there. That's something that I believe I learned from my dad. And one thing this young lady said on the weekend on Twitter was, so do we still get to keep playing Go Johnny Go? Because when Goudreau scored, they would play Go Johnny Go. Uh, who sang it? Can somebody tell me? Oh, I'm get 
like my mind's turning to mush. Who's saying Johnny B? Chuck Berry. You got it, and I didn't. I'm usually the nostalgia guy. How about that? Oh, How about that? who said? Hang on, Johnny, be good. I feel like playing it right. And, yeah, and, yeah Bingo. Chuck Berry. That guitar Bingo. solo at the beginning of the song. That like it's just that's so epic. Not quite as good as the Great Eagle Resorting Casino jingle. Great Eagle Resorting Casino. LFG. Very close. <laughs> Man, you guys are on the bit. See what I said that about Monday? Yeah. yeah. Everybody's on the bit. I don't know what it is. We're having a lot of fun around here. Uh, Brady from the Bridge City writes in and says, uh, Hey, Rod. Hey's for horses, by the way, Brady. Jake Dolagala didn't look too shabby in his debut. Granted, he had his moments. But there were also numerous positives, and he looked promising at times. I believe the Panthers gave up way too much for Kachuk. Blue Jays with a record for most runs scored in franchise history Friday night. They look to be on track to play better down the second half of the season if they keep this up. Thank you, Brady, for the Blue Jays mention. I watched, as I said to Ozzy on the weekend, my buddy, more Blue Jays baseball this weekend than I've watched over a three-day period. Since probably the 2016 playoffs. And it was awesome. Um, I don't even John Schneider. I can't forget the new skipper's name for the Blue Jays because he's one half of the Dukes of Hazard. Did you know that Bo and Luke Duke? Their real names were John Schneider and Tom Wopat. That so I'll never forget know. John Schneider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. So whenever I think, and I can't remember the Blue Jays manager's name, I think Dukes of Hazard. Not Tom Wopat, must be John Schneider. What what can a baseball what can a baseball manager do to do what John Schneider's done? Like baseball, I grew up playing it was my second favorite sport for a long time. But I just wonder what what has John Schneider done? This has to be a motivational thing. I got to think. Yeah, I mean, you can you fill up your lineup card and how you use some certain players is one thing, which pitchers you put on the mound, I guess. But you're right. It, it's more about inside that clubhouse and having everybody on the same page and understanding what's at stake here. You're good enough, but you're not good enough that you don't have to work hard or you don't have to you know, stay focused and, and be ready to play, right? And whatever message he's delivering, and man, it, it's working. It's the right one. Um. Yeah, just having fun here. Don't get your knickers in a knot, anybody, because we don't take ourselves too seriously here. Uh, Stephen Kleinsaucer in the chat says, when is Derek Taylor coming on the show? This is the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the guy who replaced me as voice of the Rough Riders. Clark, have we put in a request? Uh, he's been asked. So the ball is now in his court. I can't imagine why he would have any problem with me. Do you, Darren? I can't imagine. I can't imagine why anybody would have a problem with me, let alone Derek <laughs> Taylor. But. No, I, it would be great to have him on. I mean, if he's if he's interested, and I can understand why he might not want to, but I, like it would be nothing personal. So, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be fun. Let's put it this way: he would now be allowed to come on. Yes. So I would love to have Derek Taylor on. 
Um, the Canucks fans, I love it. He says V-dubs, oh, sorry, V-dubs in Vancouver, or at least, yeah, I think he's in Vancouver. He says, is Gaudreau going to score over 100 points next season? My gut says no. He very well might with Line A. And they just signed uh, Line A long-term, right? And they got Johnny signed. Imagine if they put Cole Sillinger on the left side of that line. A fire hydrant could have 100 points on that line on the left wing. Hell yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think, I I think Johnny has 100 points. Because I've saw the social media. You've seen Line A's social, even Cole Sillinger's social. I'm like, wait a second. They're putting together a wagon here. They're putting together a group here that might be able to do some damage. And, you know, they've got a good young goaltender, too. I, I think Columbus could surprise a lot of people. And, you know, Liney is a finisher. Goudreau's the setup, man. It's a, it's a nice combo. <sighs> Squirrel. Um, you'll appreciate this. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. regarding Dukes of Hazard. He said, Rod, that was the 1970s. When Dukes of Hazard was big, people have forgotten John Schneider. Uh, no, they haven't, Wayne. And speaking of, you know Lee Genier, our COO, Darren? You familiar with him? Yes. His first kiss was Daisy Duke. How about that? In person. True story. Right we got to get him on the air. We got to get him on the air to tell that story. That's yeah, we do. Hot. That's unbelievable. He's coming down. He's coming down here to meet Serena later on. And I said the reason he's probably not here yet. He's getting primped and propped and teased and everything else that he would do. But I yes. believe it was like 1979 here in Calgary, and the the Dukes of Hazard crew was here, and they had a kissing booth. I got to let him tell the story. And you know, Lee, <laughs> if they were charging. A dollar for a kiss with Daisy Duke. He'd be running to the bank, right? <laughs> Loading up with singles uh, exactly. as a, as a uh, U.S. Front of, term. Front of the line hmm? to the back of the line. To the front of the line yeah, exactly. to the back of the line. <laughs> right. Lee would be wearing a track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> true story. True story. Everything we say on this show is true. Um. From my guy, Kevin, Cavalli Channeling. He gave me a reading on Friday night. This guy, Kevin, that guy. He says, uh, the 70s, when Rod was young, LOL. Dude, I'm still very young at heart, as you know. David in Winnipeg says, I'll get on Derek Taylor on the coaches show tonight to join you, gents. Thank you. So Derek Taylor hosts a show every Monday night. That show has been running for decades in Winnipeg on CJOB Radio, Manitoba's information superstation. And they used to do it from Hooters. I don't know if they still do or not. I remember when Ryan Bold used to go on there with Bob Irving and um, all the Bombers coaches, Dave Ritchie, the warrior. So they're still doing it, eh? That's good. Randy from Winnipeg wants to know. Daisy Duke or Ginger from Gilligan's Island? That is a tough one. Oh, good one, Rod. Wasn't me. It was Randy from Winnipeg. <laughs> We're all thinking. I know. <laughs> yeah. Serena says you're a Daisy Duke kind of guy. Yeah. 
Ginger, she just looked like trouble. And the problem is I never watched Gilligan's Island, right? I watched the Dukes of Hazard religiously as a kid. All the reruns were on when I was growing up. So all I could see, you know, with Ginger is just the photos and clips. But I actually watched Daisy Duke. So it's a slam dunk. Yeah, you don't know uh, Ginger. No. Um, Thomas Thunderchild. Thomas, where are I can't see any of the crowd behind these massive lights you've put in front of me, Darren. But Thomas Thunderchild writes in and he says, Hey, Rod, why are you on top of a bar right now? Where are you, Thomas? My answer to that would, is, is he waving? Hi, Thomas. The answer to that would be, it's better to be on top of a bar than under a bar. Hell there you go. Yes. <laughs> I would know. Uh, on Lee Genier's first kiss being from Daisy Duke. <laughs> Wayne in Victoria Beast. It was unbelievable, Darren. You've never seen anything like it. Is the stampede still on, Rod? It feels no, like we're in the middle of the stampede still. Like this feels like a like a show in the middle of a party. Folks, you gotta meet Lee. You've seen him on the air. Guys, it was unbelievable. You've never seen anything like it. It was Daisy Duke, and it was the 70s, right? So <laughs> anyways, Wayne says, that's awesome for Lee. I'm jealous of Lee for that. Those jean shorts were unbelievable. And let's be honest, I think that's where I got my Jeep fascination yeah. was Uncle Jesse. And the white Jeep with the gold eagle on the hood. I don't know. That would be my guess. We're going to talk about any actual sports here today. Uh, Dale in Winnipeg, Deadwood, South Dakota. Boss Hogg and my dad had a beer circa 1986. There's a pick. Have to ask my mom to do some searching. Great show always. Dale and Jack, his son's watching. I think I used to work for Boss Hogg or somebody that looked like him anyways. Um, BW in Edmonton. BW in Edmonton says a kissing booth. How many masks do you need? Can you imagine they actually used to do that? Kissing booths. Yeah. I don't think they do it anymore. I don't think they do it anymore. Um, Stephen Kleinsaucer. He is just outside Saskatoon and Warman. He says, I will not buy another Rough Rider branded product until they stop their nonsense they're pulling with you guys. They really need to grow up. Eh, what are you going to do? We're good. We're going along just fine. This is the comment I wanted to read. Jeff the Stamps fan. This is the most upset people in Calgary over Kachuk leaving are the orthodontists. The way he nods that mouth guard, he would become a gold mine. I heard Lombardius <laughs> say on the air, he treats his mouth guard like a dog treats a chew toy. Matthew Kachuk. He's always gnawing on that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's barely in his mouth. Everybody's now chiming in about Ginger, Marianne, Daisy, Farrah Fawcett. 
but we got a break. <laughs> we got a break. Van Stone's logged in and watching, probably with his dog, Candy, and he's probably wondering how any of these topics came up. Um, we'll get his answer to all these. Moose, I'll see you in overtime. You bet. See you later. All right. It's the RP Show. We are live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, as, uh, as always, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Opening a brand new week here in lovely Calgary. <clears throat> the gateway to the foothills is Sutina Nation and Grey Eagle Resort and Casino to check their fall or the rest of summer and then fall lineup for entertainment at the event center at Grey Eagle. Visit the website greyeagleresortandcasino.ca. Okay, we've have a, we've got a lot of topics on the table here as we uh, bring in the leader posts, Rob Vanstone, award-winning columnist. He can address them all. No candy today, however, his beautiful dog. Candy. Is she sleeping, RV? Oh, yeah, she's she? right there. Should have known. Right beside you. Yeah. <laughs> she's never far away. She's the elephant RV? One. Yeah, in the family. Yeah. Are you now the third best writer in your house, or where do you rate on that? <laughs> yeah, at least I'm still on the podium, right? <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, RV, what is um, tickling your sports conscience today? What's the, what's the number one thing on your mind? Riders, Jets? Hockey Canada, what's up? Uh, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois met the uh, media in Winnipeg uh, today. was rather noncommittal beyond this year. Um, following that very intently, of course, is the ardent Jets fan that I am. So that's, I think, freshest uh, uh, as far as things that are percolating in my, around my six brain cells. Uh, and, of course, there's the, there's the uh, aftermath of the rather interesting, surprisingly, competitive Rough Rider game yesterday. I didn't think that was going to be anything but a something, a weak impersonation of an exhibition game, and it turned into quite the game and quite the spirited performance by the Rough Riders, albeit in a, in a I guess, a expectedly losing cause. 31-21, Toronto beat Saskatchewan. The Argos were favored by one by Bet Regal, and uh, they the Argos covered it. Um, if you're the Riders coming out of that, how do you feel about your team? I mean, it's hard to feel good coming out of a loss, but when you're leading a game as short-staffed as you are for such a considerable portion of that game, uh, I think you've got to be encouraged. I think it certainly speaks well of their depth. It certainly speaks well of their character and their resilience. And uh, this is a team that's been questioned a lot in recent weeks. And I think, oddly enough, there I think there's fewer questions after after this game than there are after... Uh, than there were after others, including ones that they'd won. Uh, it, it's, uh, I didn't really hear any anger or just dis extreme disappointment emanating from that game because I think of how well they accounted for themselves against Toronto when, when they're, when they're just, they were so depleted. I think it was a victory just to put a team on the field. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now.
All right, welcome back to Calgary, everybody. Uh, yeah, every single weekday at 20 to 12 Mountain, the internet drops. Uh, and it hasn't been addressed, and uh, we move on. So anyways, let's bring Rob Vanstone back in, and RV, uh, apologies for that. The last I heard was you saying, hard for the riders to feel good about a loss, but... Dot, dot, dot. How far did you go on Yeah, when you consider the adverse circumstances they face, the confluence of adverse circumstances is COVID, there's injuries, there's just, you name it, and uh, um, suspensions. And on top, with with all that, I mean, I thought it was going to be an absolute rout. I didn't see any, I didn't see any path to victory for the Rough Riders, and sure enough, they didn't win. But they were up 21-14 late in the game. They made, they were, they, it was a spirited performance. It was a gutsy performance. I think it was a, a sign that this team has a lot more character and maybe a lot more hope than it, it seemed like the, there was uh, going into that game. Um, I, I was, uh, oddly enough, I think there's fewer questions after, after this loss than there have been after some of the victories this season. Uh, Jake Dolagala. Uh, I watched the same game you did, although you were there live. It looks like this guy could be something. Uh, your thoughts on his performance and project into your crystal ball how much we're going to see him in the near future, do you think? I'm really intrigued by him. Uh, the The arm talent is something that doesn't come along very often. And uh, um, I'm not for a moment suggesting that he should supplant Cody Fajardo when Cody is ready to play. But I think given better circumstances he could certainly give them a an option if cody is ineffective or or injured and he is right now injured um that's the i would like to see jake dolagala in a situation where i think he has more of a a chance to show what he can do i mean the receiving core was such that they couldn't even dress five players or couldn't even start five players who were listed on the roster as receivers they had a running back playing slot back most of the game because they were so short-staffed Duke Williams being suspended deprived the Rough Riders of of their best receiver. And in spite of that, uh, I think he he did, and and he's playing behind one of the worst offensive lines in franchise history. So in spite of all that, I think he did reasonably well. There were some passes that sailed on him, uh, roughly a half dozen of them. But every one of his connections with Tevin Jones, the pass was something to behold. And um, even on the long pass to Samuel Emelis, which was underthrown, an underthrown pass traveled 47 yards in the air. So given more time, I mean, he only had two practices coming into the week as well, and he hadn't even been on the roster this year. So I think there is, there is something there if they give him opportunities and put him in situations that are more conducive to success, and that certainly wasn't what they did. Uh, well, you remember the Rocky Butler game, Rod. In 2002, yeah, Rocky Butler pulled out a miraculous victory on Labor Day against Winnipeg, but it wasn't like, there wasn't a supporting cast around Rocky Butler. He had some, he had some weapons. He had um, a team that was a pretty reasonable facsimile of what the, the team would ordinarily be. And they had to go deep into the bullpen for a quarterback. This time they went deep into the bullpen for a quarterback. And <laughs> there's just a scroll of players, notable players who are unavailable for the game as well. Okay. So, well, yeah, I put that in my commentary for one, this regime's never been criticized for not being able to find talent. Paul Jones, as you know, is down in the South, wherever he lives, Arkansas, Louisiana or something, and he's finding players. He'll always find players. Riders are a talented team. I read all the talk going into the game about underman this, underman that. And I'm like, well, your two stars aren't there because they're suspended. 
So I have a tough time feeling sorry for you for that. That's their problem. And then 10 players with a COVID outbreak. Well, no other team suffered that. So I didn't have a lot of uh, sympathy for them for that reason. A lot of this is self-inflicted. But what I do find impressive is how they cobbled together a roster to win it, or at least come close to winning a football game. Like that was, that. I know you're not big on moral victories. Not many are, but that was almost one on Sunday. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it felt like. I uh, just, uh, the fact that they were as competitive as they were, I, that, I, that absolutely shocked me. I was, I didn't expect anything. I thought if they could keep it to within a 20 or 30 point disparity, that that would be an accomplishment. And, uh, it ended up being interesting into the final minute. And I thought by the final minute of the game, I would have had most of my column written. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a little bit of a, a deadline crunch that I wasn't anticipating. Um, the other one, too, I mean, again, take me through this. They only dress two quarterbacks now. I mean, I've been out of the league. This is now the fourth year. Things change a lot over that period of time. I was surprised that they left Dolagala in for short yardage at six foot seven. You've been covering this game longer than me. Normally, I would think you'd want a more compact guy. Coaches have always told me that to get low, get leverage, to carry the ball. Now, he converted, so no big deal, but maybe they didn't have anybody else to do it. Is that, that a possibility? Really isn't an option. You know, they're, they're, they yeah. were so depleted. And, uh, one, one play of that game that was really overshadowed, I haven't heard a lot of talk about it, was that with Jake Dolagala on second and goal from the one-yard line scored on a quarterback sneak, but the Riders were penalized for illegal procedure. Suddenly it's second and six, yes. and they throw a pass for a loss of four. That, to me, was as big as anything. People are talking about the Charleston Hughes play and things like that, but to me, that illegal procedure that turn, t- turns a touchdown I mean, you should be able to get a touchdown two cracks from the one-yard line, second and one, third and one, if need be. Instead, it's second and six, and you're kicking a chip, chip shot field goal. And that, that to me, was the costliest error that, that the Rough Riders made in that game. And a, a game in which they, they weren't as penalized as frequently as they normally, ordinarily would be, but it's, it was still a penalty that really cost them. Uh, yeah, 51 yards, I think, uh, in total was the Riders' penalty total on Sunday. So that was a win right there. But again, if they come up costly times, very hard to celebrate that. You know, I want to ask you this. As a pure CFL observer as you are, like myself, and uh, full-time covering media as you are, you see these comments about Andrew Harris. Shoot, Justin Renfro, former Eskimo Elk lineman said it himself, never seen a, a cheater celebrated so much like this. First Canadian to ever hit 10,000 yards rushing. I'm over it. I wish a lot of people would get over it. But are you? Uh, where do you stand on Andrew Harris and his history with PED? Well, you know, a lot of, um, I heard a lot of Ryder fans crowing about the Andrew Harris thing when it happened. Yet, around the same time, the Rough Riders had Marcus Thigpen on the roster, and he got nailed for pretty much the same thing. And nobody was complaining when Marcus Thigpen was rushing for a 75-yard touchdown against Ottawa in the 2017 playoffs. So, um, uh, to me, that's it's really no different. I mean, uh, there, I presume that Andrew Harris has been tested very vigilantly since then, and there haven't been any uh, any flare-ups. What he is doing at age 35, and he, he what he's been doing into his 30s has been uh, just absolutely remarkable. And uh, he carried he touched the ball more than 30 times yesterday. He had more yards from scrimmage than the Rough Riders did passing yards, uh, and he did, they just kept pounding, 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 and they the regimen it seems in football these days is to use complementary running backs we've seen it in the nfl we've seen it in the cfl you just don't generally use your running back in the manner that george reed used to be used and uh but there was no 
compliment to Andrew Harris yesterday. It was just Andrew Harris left, Andrew Harris right, Andrew Harris on a swing pass. And Rough Riders couldn't do anything to stop him. It was appropriate that George Reed was at the game. There's a running back who was amazing into his mid-30s, and he was watching Andrew Harris do what George did like nobody's ever done it. You know, uh, yeah, and the Riders couldn't stop him. It's amazing what he's doing at his age. Do you think that history keeps him out of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Because anytime you see something written about Andrew Harris, it's generally future Hall of Famer. No doubt. Three great cups, top Canadian in the league. He's done it all. Does he get into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Or is if he Andrew the Harris- next Maguire, Sosa, Bonds? You know what I mean? You know, if Andrew Harris doesn't get into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, you might as well just lock it up and just not enshrine anybody anymore. I just don't see how anybody can have credentials. Not only, I mean, were he an American running back, it wouldn't really be any different. When you look at the career he's had, it's, it's, it's certainly meritorious of enshrinement. And uh, uh, what he's done as a Canadian, uh, and one who didn't go down to the States to play college football, he didn't, didn't play college football in Canada, came out of the junior ranks. What an amazing story. And if, you, if you're not celebrating Andrew Harris, warts and all, as, as a Canadian football shrine, as a Canadian football fan, I really think you're missing something, and I really think you're looking too hard to be critical. Not that I'm opposed to that, because I do that myself. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so you got WestJet in there, Nathan Rourke, on Friday night, and the BC Lions. It's a quick week for the Riders. How do you see this playing out? Well, it, part of it will be, it'll be very interesting to see what the referees plan to do with Cody Fajardo. I would hope that they play the long game here as opposed to rushing Cody back with a bye week after this game. I would, I would hope, but I'm not especially confident that they, would, uh, they will sit Cody out for another week and buy themselves an extended rest because that's their meal ticket. And if they, I think if they try put too much on Cody for this game, there could be ramifications that just dig, dig away at them all season. Even if it costs them a divisional game, I think they've got to be responsible with, with regard to Cody Fajardo. Now, if they are, it probably reduces their chances of winning significantly. So, you know, if Cody's in the lineup, they're, they're probably they're, uh, they're at home. Maybe they win that game, but I think the risks outweigh the possible rewards. So there, there's the Cody factor. I just, I hope they are, they are judicious here because they need Cody Fajardo a lot more in October and November than they do in July. Not that this game on Friday is unimportant. I've seen your columns on the uh, criticism of Cody Fajardo. <clears throat> What's it been like the last 12 hours coming out of that football game? Is there even more? Are they on the Dolagala train, or are they realizing Cody's still their best chance to win and uh, franchise quarterback? No, if you don't think Cody Fajardo is your best chance to win, you are, really aren't paying very close attention. I mean, look at his record as a starting quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He wins, what, 70% of the time, if not more. So uh, that, I think, speaks to the, the caliber of quarterbacking they get from him. Now, he's, a, he's been, a, a, I mean, you have to consider, too, what Cody has done this year, despite the fact that running hasn't been at all or very rarely been part of his arsenal. And that is a key part of his game. And he's playing behind a terrible offensive line with a receiving core that's been in flux this season due to injuries and suspensions. And uh, despite all that, they've, they've done well generally with, with Cody in the lineup. So. I think you can pick Cody apart all you want. And Jake Dolagala made some throws yesterday that I don't think Cody Fajardo can make. But Cody Fajardo can do 
3,000 things that uh, that can benefit the Rough Riders. He doesn't have to have the most uh, picturesque passes in the world. There's there's a gutsiness and a resourcefulness and tendency that Cody Fajardo possesses that few do, and I don't think he gets nearly enough commendation. RV, I think we got about two minutes left. <clears throat> what else is on your sporting mind? Now, what are you covering besides riders? Anything? Oh, it's pretty much riders this uh, this week. The Canada Summer Games are coming up, and there's a media conference in Regina on Tuesday to to uh, talk about Team Saskatchewan there. So I'm kind of excited about uh, that. The Canadian Outdoor Ma- Mas- Canadian Masters Outdoor Track and Field Championships are in Regina this coming weekend. I realize your your the breadth of your show extends far past the Regina borders, but that's going to be a a cool event to cover. I'm going to be paying attention to the Rough Riders too, but it's uh, it's nice to kind of cover some grassroots local events which is frankly what i enjoy doing the most i know that that's why you're a hall of famer uh rv thank you for the time our best of candy (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you right now hey uh listen thanks for this stay cool my friend let's do it again soon always a pleasure rod thanks so much uh, for your time take care thank you the esteemed robert vanstone the third best writer in his house, which now includes his dog, Candy, joining us uh, today from the sweatpants capital. Oh, I had a sports update all loaded up and ready to go, and then the power went out, or we lost the Internet, and it's gone. We're in the final minute, by the way, of the RP show. I can give you a couple quick updates if it comes up here. Do-do-do, the Ottawa Red Blacks today dealt Canadian receiver Levy Noel and a 2023 eighth-round pick in the CFL draft to the Edmonton Elks, so there was a trade this morning. Hockey Canada has released a plan to combat the toxic culture in its sport a day before the start of a second round of parliamentary hearings into the organization's handling of sexual assault complaints. The plan includes the implementation by the end of September of a centralized tracking and reporting system for abuse complaints. Hockey Canada also says it will implement enhanced screening for high-performance players and will mandate that breaching the organization's code of conduct or refusing to participate in an investigation could result in a lifetime ban. The sports update is for Ballers Rec Room, pardon me, and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Great show. Thanks, RV. Thanks to all of you. We will see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus. We don't know what we're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.